I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. By the way, thank you for listening to us at this time. Most of you, as far as your homes is concerned, some people email us or write to us and say we listen to different from different areas. A lot of times it's from the vehicle, from a car, driving. If that's true, you be careful uh, uh, as you uh, as you drive. And But if we can help you, if we ever can help you, if you listen to something on this program, you said, well, I disagree with that. Well, I, that, that's all right, you know. We don't have to fall out over that. Write and tell me, you know, your thoughts about uh, something there. If we can help you with something, please feel free to uh, let us know. We're as close as the keyboard. It's part of that World Wide Web, www. It's just F-O-M-M dot, that period, F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. That'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International, the mission arm of the Fisherman Baptist Church right here in the port of Bon Secours, Alabama. God bless you for being there. The book of First Timothy. First Timothy chapter 4, I'm going to read verse 13. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 13. You know, our, our world, because of the fact we know Satan is the god of this world, I tell you, he is just poisoning the world with information. Uh, the spiritual poison being broadcast into our brains by the world just uh, some people said it just overwhelms me to the point where I cannot even think anymore. And what can a true Christ-loving Christian do to resist this foe? What can give heaven-sourced input to a human being, you know? I don't think it's something you get off a screen. I don't think it's something you get from meditation or some magical experience you can have with God. I believe this, First Timothy 4, 13, I believe if we'll give heed to this, You'll have some divine protection. We'll go ahead and read it, Brother Mon. All right, First Timothy 4.13, the writer is the Apostle Paul. He's writing to young Timothy, and he says, Till I come, give attendance to reading. He said, is that what it says? Yes. He said, Till I come, give attendance to reading. And if you'll read, you'll be exhorted. If you'll read, then you'll have by, there'll be Bible doctrine there. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, uh, to doctrine. All right. We have uh, challenged here to attend unto the subject of reading. Uh, what is it? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. My son, attend unto my words. In the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 34, verse 16, it says, Seek ye out the book of the Lord and read. Read, Brother Mon. You know, practically speaking, reading is fundamental to be able to even function in today's society. It's used in every area of life. Reading, it develops the mind. My mind is a muscle and it needs to be exercised. And I hope you know that the recommendation by this man unto young Timothy, 
He's not recommending he reads necessarily the morning newspaper. Now, I'm not going to get into that. He's not recommending he reads the uh, the world's classics, you know. He's recommending to this man the Word of God. And as far as reading is concerned, it it will develop you more than almost anything else. It sort of it'll give you creative skills. It'll develop your imagination. You know, if you read, you can just about go anywhere in the world. You know, I've been blessed by being able to almost travel around the globe. But, you know, I can do that with reading. You know, words spoken and written are building blocks of life. You know, it'll help to improve your speaking ability, your vocabulary. The best grades I found in the past of those that I went to school with, and in more so with the school of life, have been those who spent their time reading, reading. All right. Now, he's talking about the Word of God. Till I come, give attendance to read it. What are you reading? Come on, stay with me at this time. What are you reading? How much are you reading? You know, every book you read, good or bad, outside the Bible has been generated within this old sin-cursed world. Only the Bible comes to us from heaven. What is it? Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in You got it, in heaven. And when you read the Bible, you access the very mind of God. And the input that you get there will help you to grow spiritually. And if reading the Bible helps you to understand God, I tell you what, the devil will put his foot down. He will not allow you to read the Bible. If you found that to be true, then maybe you have some good uh, plans or You'll say, I have some good intentions as far as the Bible is concerned. I'm going to read such and such. I, 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 I would just about this. I would say the devil is going to work it out where you're going to be distracted. You said, why? Because we access the very mind of God. All I know about God, I got from reading the Bible. All I know about Jesus Christ, I got from reading the Bible. All I know about the future, I got from reading the Bible. All I know about myself as God would look at me is from the Bible. The word read is used some 70 times in the Bible, and it's in some 66 verses. You know, thinking about a failure to read actually caused the rejection and crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Uh, Are you listening to me? You said, really? Yeah, Jesus Christ said seven times. It's in the book of Matthew. It's in the book of Mark. It's in the book of Luke. Jesus said some seven times, Have you not read? Are are you listening? Have you not read? You know, uh, what we think about God's own people, you know, he came into his own and his own received him not. Why? Uh, Because these people were looking only for a king. Did they not read in the Old Testament about a suffering Messiah, a suffering Savior, a suffering servant that would come? Had they never read Isaiah chapter 53, where Jesus would suffer first, and then he would be glorified. Then he would take and sit upon the throne of David. Have you not read, caused the crucifixion? of Jesus Christ, the rejection of God's Son, it calls ignorance of doctrinal truths. Jesus continually, uh, as he would speak and as he spent his three-and-a-half-year ministry on the face of this earth, uh, he would come face-to-face with people who tried to trick him. And they tried to trick him as to beliefs and tried to trick him as to what was in the Old Testament. 
We think about Moses and the law. What about Moses and the law? And you know, numerous times Jesus said in the book of Mark, Mark chapter 12, they had to trick him, tried to trick him with this thing about the resurrection. And you know, and of course there was Pharisees and Sadducees there. Uh, I think the Sadducees did not even believe in the resurrection. The Pharisees confessed both. Uh, so they argued among themselves. You know what Jesus said? You do err, knowing not the scriptures. Have you not read in the book of Moses? Moses talked about how that God was the God of the living, not the God of the dead. Oh, if, if that's true, then we think about Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, you know, all those people are dead and gone the past, washed away in the sands of time. Oh, no, 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 no. They are alive. I'm saying this, a failure to read the word of God caused the rejection and crucifixion of Jesus Christ. It caused ignorance of doctrinal truth. It caused a misunderstanding of Christ's deity. He said, what do you mean? He, from time to time, he would tell these people exactly who he was. Uh, in the book of John, John chapter 14, I certainly can relate to the passage there. Jesus Christ is speaking to the disciples, and he tells them who he is, and he, I guess, one of the most elementary of verses of Scripture in the entire Bible is John chapter 14 and verse 6. We could put this side by side with John 3.16. And uh, Jesus uh, just uh, said unto them, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So he's talking about the heavenly Father. And they're speaking to themselves about the Father, the Father, the Father. And they come to him and they said, you've said the Father, the Father. You know, who is the Father? Where is the Father? And he just said unto them once again, you know. He said, you know, don't you understand? I, I, I have been with you this entire time. He said, he that hath seen me hath seen the Father. What? What is he what is he saying there? He that has seen me has seen the Father. He tries to reveal unto these his deity. Jesus Christ was able to do the miraculous. He was able to, we think about him being God in flesh. I'm talking about the heavenly Father appearing here on this earth, my friend, for poor sinners to die for them. Yet they misunderstood his deity because they did not read, they were not associated with to the point whereby they could understand the Old Testament scriptures. Have you not read my text, 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 13 said, till I come, give attendance to reading. You know, a failure to read could cause you to miss salvation. I, I like the book of Acts, Acts chapter 8. It talks about a, a wealthy financier, a wealthy banker. He's leaving Jerusalem. And as in Jerusalem, somehow he came across a copy of a portion of Isaiah. And uh, the Bible just says something like this in Acts chapter 8, especially verse 30, 31, 32, and on down through there. It says he's sitting in his chariot. He's returning to Ethiopia. Uh, he is in Jerusalem representing uh, Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians. And he's sitting in his chariot and he's reading. Man, they're good. He's re What's he reading? He's reading the scripture. And you know what takes place? God's spirit speaks unto Philip. Philip is an evangelist. Philip himself, uh, the spirit of God says, you join yourself to this chariot. 
And he looks up at this wealthy man, this financier uh, for the queen that was there, and he said, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I except some man should guide me, you know? But what was he doing? Reading. He was hungry for truth, and he was reading. And my friend, if you want truth, if you'll open up this book, now don't you have any pre, you know, uh, a lot of people read the Bible and they have their own beliefs in their mind as they read and they just read their beliefs in through here. Why don't you open yourself up and say, God, speak to me through this book, you know. Speak to me, not my denominational affiliation or something like that. Lord, speak to me through this book, you know. Lord, I'm hungry for truth. I want to know truth. Would you speak to me about this? You know, in reading, God can reveal unto you what you need. Oh, the, the old Ethiopian there, this financier, uh, he came to the point whereby he listened to Philip, and Philip took and preached unto him Jesus. He was reading the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 53. Boy, that was a good place, was it not? What's Isaiah 53 about? About Jesus, by the way. Isaiah 53 about Jesus. He preached it to him, Jesus, you know. And this wealthy man said, well, what, what, what hinders me? There's water over there. What does hinder me to be baptized? And of course, uh, what comes before baptism? It said, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. But see, salvation came to this man because he was reading. What are you reading? Seek ye out the book of the law and read. Till I come, give attendance to reading. I highly suggest unto you. It's so wonderful. In fact, reading the Word of God is, gives you that perfect balanced diet of things that you need, I suggest. And I would recommend to you, all we have like the Apostle Paul did, so to young Timothy. He said, till I come, give attendance to reading. What are you reading? Now, until next week, Fisher Munn saying goodbye.